Hey, we're back. Welcome back for all of the like 30 second break that that was. Okay. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> right, listen, so just that I don't forget. Yeah. When we get the time, uh, we, Boris and I would really like to hash out a Cowboy Bebop review. Okay. Uh, we will figure that out because I don't know who else has actually watched that. I think um, it's just me and him. So yeah, we can, we can give you the. I can give you the login and stuff if you want to. Yeah, do that's that. where my head was going, guys. Like, if you can yeah. give me login or something, like you know, we can do that on our own uh, term. Yeah, no, I can give you the um the the login information and all that yeah. if you want to do that. Um, w- again, would you mind if 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 I mean if you guys want to do that right now, like after we're done here, would you mind if you waited? If I waited to put it out until that other thing, <laughs> mm, yeah, till two. No, it's definitely something that's gonna go after two hundred. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so, we'd like to I do. I don't know whether we... we can do it now or not. It's not too okay. boring. Well, yeah, whenever you uh, want, to... I can do it. Yeah, we could do it. Yeah, for sure. Whatever you want to do, it just let me know, and I'll I'll give you the login and stuff, and um, you should be able to. Just let me know if for some reason I don't know if it works outside of the U.S. So just let me know what if it works for you or not. Yeah. Cause I can also like, I'm perfectly happy, uh, just hosting doing, it. doing what Josh has done on a couple of them, just running the call and just sitting there and not doing anything. Um, so that works too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you don't mind hosting the call, we can do it right after we finish the discovery. Sure. Yeah. Just so right. you know, hash it, and then you can release it after 200. It's on snow, yeah, yeah. What I would like that to do, you, you're gonna have to save it up. I mean, it's not like you know, it's not, yeah, it's a new release, but it's not something <laughs> it that also, has to go out like this. Is it was also, it was also, you know, canceled, so um, yeah, I do, yeah, which kind of sucks just because the way it ends, but hey, yeah. Yep. I might actually go back and I do have some interest in it, but I we just have so much other crap that we're doing. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I, I don't really have a lot of. Um, my goal would be, you know, if we can, if we bank a lot of stuff around two hundred, would be after two hundred to just release something new every day, which you know for as many days as we have it for. Um, yeah, and we also gonna have to see when we're gonna do. Doctor Who. Yeah, I was thinking um, because Discovery's on a break after these two that we're about to do until yeah. February. February uh, next week we can do uh, Prodigy and Who. Yeah, that works. So I got I got to watch. I got a lot of thoughts about Doctor Who. So yeah, I got to watch it again. I did like it though. Um, so you know Chibnall's role continues. It's just too bad he's on his way out the door. <laughs> Um, yep so uh let's get to the main point here uh welcome to the b team podcast my name is john macy welcome to our latest installment of star trek away missions i am joined by boris and milos as usual um hello hello and uh we are here to we're gonna try something a little different this time we're gonna do uh two episodes of discovery in one show uh, just because we're trying to, we're trying to catch up, and we, um, we want, have a life. We have and a we life. want, 
and we want to we want to allow that. <laughs> you have, yeah, yeah. You have a life. Come on. Oh no, I do not actually. Uh, neither does mainly, he, and neither do I. Come on. Mainly he's because, lying. Mainly because we wanted that certain number that we have coming up to go to a certain thing. Um, exactly. So it's all leading up to two hundred. Yep. So this will be one ninety nine. So uh, so here I we have go. an idea for hundred. What's that? Three hundred for three hundred. Three hundred. Well, let's get. Yeah. Two hundred took us a little over a year, so let's not talk about that just yet. Um, but we'll. Uh, we'll I mean, three hundred kind of speaks for itself. You want to review a three hundred on three hundred? Only makes yeah, sense. That's a good idea, actually. Um, I like that idea. <laughs> Yeah, that is, I, I'm sure a couple of us would do that. I will. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> so the, these two episodes were uh, Stormy Weather and But to Connect. Um, yes. So I'm going to try to keep the plots real short because I don't actually think plot wise there's a lot here. I mean, there's I mean, there's a lot it's of like more in character stuff than actually plot stuff. There's a lot of character stuff. I feel like I can yeah. run through the actual plots of the two episodes in like three sentences. Um, Go for it, John. So yeah. the first one picks up like right after where the last one was, and they're they're exploring the apparently there was a subspace rift left behind when the DMA teleported itself. Um so they decide to go into said rift and explore it, thinking that they will get more information about what this DMA thing actually is. And so they do that and then they get stuck in it. Um, and it actually sort of reminded me of that Voyager episode. Was it night where they're in that uh, area where there were no stars, no nothing. Um, oh, well, uh, when they, uh, not the void, I know which episode you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Before they made the Phelan, uh, uh, freighters and stuff. Oh, yeah, the yeah, Malon, yeah. yeah. Malon, yeah. The garbage dudes, yeah. yeah. Um, so then they spend some time in there. They do the usual things, like they send out probes and 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 whatever. And um, Burnham gets the idea to do the spore jump thing, and uh, Booker does it instead of Stamets. I forgot that Booker had the ability to do it. I know they established that earlier this season, but I completely forgot that. Yeah, like three episodes ago. <laughs> yep. So then he he does that. It doesn't work. And he also gets uh, zapped by something in the process. And uh, he starts to have hallucinations of his estranged father that we've, who we've never seen. It also happens to be the father's birthday on this particular day. So he's already thinking of this person. And you find out that, you know... Uh, his father was a hunter and he went and hunted animals and stuff. And obviously for a Quajon person, that's a problem because they're all about, you know, uh, sanctity of nature and all that. So that led to, uh, his estrangement with the father. And you find out through the course of these hallucinations that, uh, that the father was only doing it because, the emerald chain was basically making him do it. Um, yep. So, and I think they dropped Booker's real name in there somewhere. Was it like uh, they did? But I forgot what it was. Like Dracus or something, or 
something to that effect. Um, and then the other plot was basically while they're in this void, they're starting to explore more of this idea of the the computers, Zora being like this emotional, full life form being and whatever. So, and this was really neat to me. This was, you know, the next evolution of like the offspring or, or measure of a man or something was this, like this idea that their computer would become the sentient being. Um, and so it's having problems uh, doing things while, while they're in the void because uh, it starts to get, overwhelmed by the stimuli of its own like internal sensors and whatnot so it just kind of sits there and goes i don't know what to do what do i do please help me um and finally also start developing emotions yep and finally they give this character something to do thank christ um yes sentiment exactly it's like yeah yep. almost yes. this is what has been building up to so when they made zora and sentient being they can like have gray there for guidance yep and gray sits down with it and goes you know starts playing like chess with it and that gets it to not focus on all the the small stuff so much um so then they figure out that uh the whatever uh created the dma came from the other side of the galactic barrier which which is something they have not used in a long time, like Star Trek V long time, basically, was, the I think, the last time that was used. Um, yep. when because I think... God or something. Yeah, I think the God planet was on the other the other side of the barrier. Um, yep. yep, it was. So, pour one out for Cybok, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I mean, I don't know if the actor is still alive, but, you know... They could do stuff with Cyborg too. I mean, they're yep. doing stuff with uh, I, Leonard Nimoy and. Uh, I don't think. I mean, that movie's not great, but I don't think it's as bad as people think. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. I think what they what they were going for with that was far better than what they actually accomplished. But some of that too was the William Shatner as first time director of it all, and they just kept cutting his budget while it was being filmed. So he was sort of very limited in, in what he was able to do there. Um, so then they figure out a way to get out of the out of the void thingy and it basically it seemed to me and maybe I have the science wrong here but it seemed to me that it was basically going through the plasma part of the galactic barrier again and they have this whole so thing about how using sonar Oh yeah it was like a sonar ping thing yeah. and how, how they came up with the idea to or Burnham comes up with the idea to uh, put everyone on the ship in the transporter buffer so they don't all die, because it would have heated the ship up enough to the point where they probably all would have died. Um, yeah, they mentioned how, you know, keeping everybody in the transporter buffers is dangerous and whatnot, but I'm thinking, like, this is 32nd century. There's an episode of Voyager where they put a bunch of people, like, in the uh, the telepaths, into the transporter yeah. buffers for like uh, two well, hours. There's also an episode of uh, TNG where they bring Scotty back. Yep. And they do the same. And America. Scotty actually, they found him in the transfer bar. Yep. Right. Exactly. I, yeah, I thought that's how he was able to remain alive for that long. 
Yeah, I saw the 32nd century technology. Like, this should be a piece of cake. Now, I had one question about this because obviously, um, Burnham, being the great space Jesus, had to be the only one left to actually drive. <laughs> most right the captain, and captain goes down with the ship, which I actually appreciated use of okay. Burnham in yeah, that but, sense. But here was my question, right? So she has the environmental suit on. And I thought the environmental suit was one of those magical programmable matter things that came out of the uniform she was already wearing. So, like, if she could do that, then why didn't they just do that for everyone? And why do this transporter buffer shit? Uh, Well, because the whole experience was way too dangerous, which, and they did the same, like, she was knocked out just because of the heat and everything else. She was unconscious by, you know, with, like, five minutes left to go. Because the heat was so great, like, he overexerted, like, he went above what the suit can handle. Yep. So even then, like, last two minutes, Zora piloted the ship out and bring the crew out of the transfer buffer. Yep. Yep. So, so it um, made sense to put everybody in the transfer buffer because they would be safer there. Yep. So this one ends basically with um, they get a bunch more information about the DMA, which was basically the, the reason they wanted to go in there anyway. And then we cut to the second one where, um, you know, the ship is actually being repaired after the the events of getting out of that void so this one was very much a everybody sits around and talks about stuff uh so you had the federation council or whatever with the representatives from the 60 different federation worlds that are still around uh voting on whether to um engage in peaceful first contact with whatever sent the dma or just to blow it up um and obviously there's some question there like there's people from united earth who are not i guess not federation members yet again but they very much want to just like oh let's just go fucking kill it um and booger wants to kill it up for obvious reasons he's just like ah why would we allow any other planets to get destroyed by this let's just kill it um and tarka shows up again and Tarka has designed a we- a bomb, basically, that will he believes will destroy it. Um, and then, I guess... Yeah, we- but the downside is it's also going to destroy wherever they're sending the bomb. It's right. Just, it's going to completely annihilate the source of the DMA. Yep, that, and it, I guess they said it would make, you know, it would rip up subspace in that stretch so like i remember the weapon. name of the weapon but it was outlawed because of the, oh, no, the amount a, of damage it does it was a baryon weapon yeah or oh no it was isolytic that's what it was it was yes, one of those, isolytic it was one of those things they've mentioned before on tng as being banned um <laughs> and there's a really big part of this episode yep uh which would be zora the ship's computer Oh, Which, in my opinion, she got she got more character development. I was gonna try to split. She made a lot more sense in these two episodes yep. than pretty much ninety-seven point percent of everything they did with Gray. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Which yeah. Was um, absolutely like really 
did such a big part. Like it was such sure. an amazing thing to see. Oh yeah, the no, way they pulled a, it off. That's a, great. I have, I was saving that for a second because I think there's a lot in there. Um, so they have the so Tarka has his weapon that he designs, and you know so they have the vote um, after you know Booker speaks for the idea of let's just go and kill it. Um, I guess he gets a vote as the sole representative of Quajon left. Um, yes. Even though there is no, there is no planet, but he still gets a vote. Um, do we know which for I certain Booker. that he's the only uh, member? We do not. Left? We just there's we probably don't... a couple of others off planet at the time. Uh, yeah, Safe I would assume. Soon. I would assume he's not the last, but I would assume you know there aren't there's many. There's very little of them left. Because it sounds like he was an outlier, and that not many, not many of those people leave that planet. Yep. So he he might actually be the only one. Uh, but I think I think they're gonna. Well, the assumption they're they're working under, but I wouldn't be surprised if yeah at a later point they're gonna bring to a couple of them at some point. Okay. Like yeah, well, we were off world when the whole DM eighteen happened. So that happens. I have a theory about Tarka, actually, because. Well, We'll t- we can you want to talk about well, it now or later? Well, this part I'm just going to throw out. We can get back to it at the end if we want to. Um, so he has another conversation with Booker, and Tarka yep. mentions being from another universe, uh, yes. and that he wants the his motivation is that he wants the power source from the DMA to get back to the universe he came from. So uh, you. I, I didn't understand it that way, man. Oh, I thought I thought he wanted I thought his motivation the sentiment was, was so he wasn't from the other universe. He was from this universe, but he but wants he, to go to another universe. That's how I understood it. Oh, I I thought he said he was he from was in prison. And... He was imprisoned prison with some other dude who hypothesized that there's multiple other universes out there. Okay, and they I... bust out of jail, and they were go, gonna go travel to one of those universes. Okay, but the See, other guy I never made he... it. I thought he said he was from another universe, and he wanted. No, he may have. I can see how he came out as that, as such, but he was actually from this universe. Okay. But he, the idea, the theory is that there's multiple other universes out there, okay. not just the mirror universe, but multiple I... others. He wants to go to one of them. I interpreted all that as he was from another universe because he said, "I think, I think I'm, I think I still think I'm actually right." Because at one point he starts talking about other universes, and he says something about, "Well, I came from here," and then Booker says, "Like, yeah, but I thought you were from Riza," and he goes, "Nope." (laughs) Um, So, I my thought was that he's from another universe. And could he, be, but I don't, I don't under. Maybe he is from another universe, but he doesn't want to go back to his universe, right? Which leads because to my theory. There may be, yeah, the theories. If there's two universes plus the mirror universe, that's three universes that we know of. Tarka, you know, he's his theory is like there's got to be multiple universes. My theory is that Tarka is a traveler, huh? So. We may crusher, yeah, traveler, yeah. I swear to God, if they bring Wesley Crusher back, I'm quitting. 
If I get if I if I get this one, that's all, that's all I'm gonna say. If any point Wesley shows up, I'm done. I'm yeah. momentarily. Even if he just shows up for like five minutes and then never shows up again, like nope, nope. I'm done with the show. Wow, you and I'm gonna show up on every review that you guys do from there on out, and I'm gonna say how Wesley ruined another Star Trek series. I didn't realize you hated him that much. Okay. It's deep, man. I hated deep. him, dude, but uh, I didn't know it was that much of a hate, man. Come on, dude. I can't. I can't. Like, he showed up in leverage, and he almost ruined leverage for me. I can't. See, I, I do not like that guy. When he's, I like him when he's not playing Wesley. Like, when he's on Big Bang Theory, and I saw some of the leverage shows he did, and I actually don't mind him when he's he not playing. He was good on Like, yeah. Just, as well, I cannot, on like, mm-mm. He was good on leverage. But yeah, yeah like two episodes that he showed up. Yeah, that's as a hacker, he was okay. But that's like, no, if, if Wesley shows up, I'm done with the show. That's my theory right now that Tarka is a traveler. Um, um so uh, do, do we call this a universe that he wants to go to a positive universe, like the optimistic universe? Like, what do we call it? Oh yeah, because he was talking about how there's no war, no nothing. Yeah, uh, it's all like uh, it's all good and everybody's happy and there's no sadness or sickness or whatever. And... Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll let that play out some more before we start to make judgments about because there are I think there are four episodes left after these two, so we'll still have and obviously maybe he wants to go to J.J. Abrams universe. Yep. Um. So we'll go to we'll go to the other plot for a second because I want to leave the cliffhanger thing for the very end. Um. So the other aspect of this is based on all the stuff with Zora that we had last week. And um, it's determined that in the information that they got out of the void thingy, that they can figure out where the coordinates are for the planet that the DMA actually came from on the other side of the barrier. But then uh, Zora computes all that and decides not to give it to them. Um, exactly. And who's, and who's called in to solve that? None other COVID. Cronenberg, yeah. Yeah, I really like what they're doing with this guy. Like, I know he's a director first, and, you know, he's obviously not a. I mean, he's done a lot of acting and stuff, but I yeah, really. But they like really the, found some good uses for him. Yeah, I really like the way they're using this guy. Um, when he showed up, it was in like two episodes very quickly. And, like, I was just like, why is he even here? Like, knowing who he was, I was like, why is he even, like, for a role this small, why is he even here? Um, But it's clear to me that he is sort of, you know, if you want to, because we were talking about at one point what his role actually was. Like, I was like, is he a Section 31 guy? What is this? Um, I'm of the belief that he is just, he is just there representing Vance. So, like, whenever Vance can't be around, you have him instead. Um, Possible. Um, I mean, for sure. And I, I was so glad to see him. And just the way that he played out the whole thing, I was just yep. amazing. Like, it was definitely a nerdgasm. So he has to – he is there to determine whether um, Zora is just, like, an elevated artificial intelligence or – its own actual life form. And I guess they have rules in the Federation against uh, integrating AI into, 
into equipment. Um, okay, so, so here's the, the, I think that's flashback to what they covered in Picard. Oh, the the synthetic the Romulan band? stuff and synthetics, yeah. Okay. Um, I think yeah. that may be the re- because when they mention it as far as integrating AI, I'm like, wait, this is like synthetic stuff and what they well, did with synthetics. I mean, I think you're right that it's similar, but he's not talking about killing her. He's just like, well, no, we should take of her out not. of. Yeah. We, he's not saying, you know, like the 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 Romulan approach would have been kill it, you know, the or as I like to call it, the well, war. Yeah, but at the same time, we did cover that this is before Picard, right? Well, no, technically it's after. All that stuff has already happened. Century, Misha. Oh yeah, sorry. Right. My mind went somewhere else. Right. So I think basically it's less like it was similar to that thing that the Romulans had, like where get get rid of it kind of, but it was more like, I think they were concerned about, you know, in this case, they're concerned about almost like using an AI as a slave of some kind. Um, So like Kovic was willing to take her out of the computer, not kill it. Yeah, they weren't gonna kill her. Yeah, right. she because was, half she was of the everything else that happens with the synthetics and stuff, I yeah. still think it's derived from that. As far yep. as like we no, learned our think... lessons, so it's like we're not integrating AI into this, but it's like if you can prove that you're not, yeah, you know, I do think it's, it's not a like we're like we're gonna kill you, but it's like we are willing. We're just not gonna let you risk the ship and the crew, and you know. Yeah, right. but it was her, she suggested the termination button, which to me was also a little bit, you know, uh, uh, a little bit out there, you know. I mean, it's like, you don't necessarily need to offer to kill yourself. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, but in, in well, line of the test that was basically being put under, where she, basically she gave herself an aside that she has to protect the crew. And right. in her mind... If that means is like if she's the one who's endangering the crew, then there's only one logical solution: is I take myself out. Yep. And um, now I love like, like at the end with what happens like when uh, when Kovic is actually talking to Stamet. When Stamets changes his mind at the end, he's like, "What would have? What have you? What would have you done? Like if I didn't change my mind, she's like, I would- oh, I would leave her here.'" I would read you to another ship. Yep. Um, now, I loved the, and, you know, I'm really big into the, and one of the other thing, one of the other reasons why I, I don't like this show as much as some of the older stuff is because I love a lot of the scientific and philosophical dialogue and whatever. Um, and this just had, you know, that entire plot with Zora was all just, it was like 20 minutes of of uh, just scientific philosophical dialogue back and forth between, I mean, you have, <clears throat> sorry, you have Kovic and Stamets and Culber in there. You have Gray and Adira in there and Gray and Adira were actually contributing, which I loved. Yeah. Um, you know, when you, when they can find things for these characters to do, I don't mind them so much. Um, the the like, whole uh, Zora part of the plot like of the last two episodes yep. was the. I'm also like scientific nerdy guy in a way. Yep. Like some of the higher uh, stuff is gonna go over my head, but like in, mostly I can like 
keep track of what's going on and stuff. But the whole Zoe and what they did with her for like the last yep. couple of episodes, culminating with the last two ones, it's a, yep. my favorite plot point at this point. One of the things I meant to mention when we were going through the first one was I also think there's a point at which uh, something in that first episode to me shows how far Burnham has come as a person because I was not thrown off by, you know, and if they had done this in earlier seasons, I would have been like, this is ridiculous. But I was not thrown off by her trying to teach a logical being about what emotions mean. Ah, yeah. Uh, using that Vulcan school uh, way of thinking to teach a computer. If you... Yep. But if they... it, yeah, that, was, that yep. was great. But if they had done that earlier with if they had done that a couple of seasons earlier with her, I would have been like, she's not cut out for that. Like, why, you know, you're completely missing the point here. Like, she can't do this. Um, but all I don't the know, man, like she grew up among the Vulcans. Like, if I mean, if there's no Vulcans or anyone else, you know, logical around, like she is the yeah. candidate. Well, I would I was just making the point that she like kind of takes the opposite position that she would have a couple years ago like uh, that, she yeah, sure. she would have been the one uh, a couple seasons earlier she would have been the one thinking more like the computer than a human um and now she's very comfortable to like try to teach this computer about what emotions mean you know yeah <laughs> which yeah. a couple of years ago she would not have done um so but yeah For the sure. the the stuff between Kovich and Stamets and Culber and the whole science crew in this episode was just, it was just beautiful. Like I loved every second of it. I, I agree. Same. I could have done with, I could have done with the whole hour just being that. Like I was just like, yeah. this is so great. I, and it's so far away from what the show has been prior to this, where it's all like, let's blow shit up. And, and you know, everything has to be constantly under threat and whatever. Like this is, this season, more than anything they've done, has been closer to pure Trek for me than anything they've done prior to this. And this episode Agreed. to me, this episode to me is the greatest example of that. Yeah, I uh, also found uh, Gray. Uh, you know, finally, uh, he's a he's a person. You know, Gray finally is not just you know there to you know bother everybody else with his own shit. So yep. like he finally, and tick all the boxes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's finally, you know, he looks like an actual person who's there, you know, with a purpose yep. to do something. And I think uh the character we may see the end of that character pretty soon as Oh, I think he'll be he's, back. He's obviously in the training for the Guardian, so he will mm -hmm. be leaving the ship. I think he'll be back though. I mean they've they've established how easy transportation is now with the the transporters and stuff oh, he can come back yeah, whenever. For sure. like i mean he he'll be on the show for sure same way probably tilly is yep but uh you yep. Know, yeah but at the same time you had to see like his best use in this scenario was as a backup character to zora yep he, he basically used as like and not to take any like we, on this show we don't really like him and we have been questioning what's his use. And as long as they were trying to put him up front as like some sort of face or whatever, it didn't work for the character. But the second they used the character, because Gray was best used when he was basically supporting uh, Adira. 
that yep. was his best use in the, like when he first showed up and everything. Well, they ex- did exactly the same thing with Zora. Like he basically supported that character, even though that character was just an AI. Yeah, and they really I, brought was... up kind of the best in him. As you say that, I think I realize now what my problem with the way they set up the gray character at first is like, because you mentioned the support thing, right? Yeah. And at least when he's supporting Zora, it's to a goal, right? Yeah. And when, when he first comes in and he's there essentially to function as support for Adira, that's fine. But then also when that first happens... Adira is also supporting him in a way. So it's like just this mutual weird thing where they're both doing the same thing and nobody's actually doing anything. Yeah, yeah like, but then, I think that comes from the whole we want to have a binary, non-binary and a transgender person actually be relevant in the show. Yeah. When they brought him on, they were just like so focused on actually bringing a non-gender and non-binary and a transgender person into the show that they really didn't know what exactly to do with them. Yep. No, but I think... And it, I, it's, I, I feel that's still the main question they have. Like, what exactly are you doing with these two characters? Right now, you're going to remove them from the show. Or, you know, when the show picks up in a month, maybe Adira is only one there. But it's like, because Grey is going to be learning with the guardian whatever but it's like still what exactly is your purpose and plan with these characters like i don't yeah. mind that you're trying to be woke or uh, inclusive or however you want to call it like i really have no problem with that but it's like as long as it's to a goal as long as it has a purpose which like half the time it doesn't mm-hmm. um so i love too the the fact that Stamets was against it at first, but he wasn't against it in like when he first said he was going to be against it, I figured it was just going to be this pure emotional guy, unless it somehow involves Culber. Right. And I think the, the whole, the whole uh, character evolution for him is that he's becoming more, you know, aware of, um, other people and like dealing with other people on an emotional basis. Like obviously they're, they're growing that out with the fact that he and Culber are basically parents to Gray and Adira yeah. and all the stuff they have him doing with Booker right now. Um, I thought his initial, his initial uh, resistance would be, well, I don't understand this. So we have to get rid of it. Um, but in reality, his, his, objection was i completely respect whatever it is you are now but you could basically just do anything and we'd all be fucked um yeah how can i trust you not to blow us up or like what happens if you decide the real the problem yeah like stopping like just opening up airlocks and blowing us all out yep and just the discussion between them was fantastic and i loved that was brilliant um, i loved every second of it like part of me wants to go back and watch this one again and i've never done that with any of these like i watch them once and that's fine i'm gonna go and say like as good as this season has been for me this was the best episode they put out so yeah i mean and to me they they were on a stretch at one point where every episode was topping the prior one exactly to me this this might be some all yeah, this one's probably the gold standard for the entire show for me. 
right now. Yeah, um, exactly and, the same feeling here. And I love the, you know, so he obviously comes around um, over time and through some of the discussion, whatever. Cronenberg uh, is also great here. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, and I can't even really put, put my finger on anything, but I was just, when he, well, I think when he shows up, his purpose is like the way it's portrayed. It's almost like he's there to decide whether Zora stays on the ship or goes. And the way they portrayed him, it's almost like he already came to a conclusion that Zora is going to get yep. off the ship. Well, because he's he said. And then you for... see through discussion that it doesn't really like he's ne- at no point did he make his mind. Like yeah, yep. like at the beginning, like you have no idea. Like he's open-minded, but he's like he's so stoic. His yeah. expressions, the way he handles himself, and as a director, he's so well acted in this one that he's just like the whole sequence is just brilliant for me. Yeah, like every second of it. Um, I do think too that it was interesting that he said toward the end of it, he was just like, "Oh, I knew what, I knew what the deal with the computer thing was. I was just judging what all of your reactions yeah, to it were, and that exactly going to make the decision for me." Um, so yeah, just this is something. This part of this episode is something that can stand right up with any of the other like really big scientific debate shows over the year. I mean, you know, and the last couple episodes have shown, to me at least, that this show can stand with the other, you know, because a lot of people tend to think that this is just like some action-driven knockoff of the Abrams stuff. And at least with this season, they're starting to put out some stuff that can stand with the prior things and not look ridiculous. Um, yeah, completely and, agree. And then the other, the other thing, you know, and I also really liked uh, at one point Burnham during the voting thing, Burnham speaks out for the peaceful option and they intercut her speech with Stamets' speech about the whole computer thing. And it was really well done. Like, yeah. You know, they just managed to be thematically similar enough where you're not like, what are they doing? This is kind of jarring. Yeah, but I, I did find it a little bit distracting. But yeah, they, it was okay. It was a little yeah. bit distracting, though, for me. I might have preferred, you know, uh, and I know why they didn't do this. They probably didn't want, you know, 15 minutes of, of speech. Um, well, yeah, for sure. But. I, w- I wouldn't have minded seeing each one uninterrupted, too, but I, I feel like that was a production concession. They probably didn't want 15, 20 straight minutes of speech. Yeah. Uh, they would know, have been counterproductive to everything else they've been doing. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm sure they tested it, you know, in the editing room. They probably yeah. did probably, probably see, did, see it that way, and they said, oh, maybe this will not work. Let's do it, you know, inter, uh, you know intertwined, and yep. that's better, so... It was an interesting stylistic choice, and it did work. Um, here's something not related to this that kind of threw me off for a minute. Where have we decided that this Federation president is actually from? Because You know what? I paid attention again to the Bajoran nose, and it's not very noticeable. Like they right. Do, they do the poor job of showing the... the other thing that threw me off. Doesn't she say in this episode that her mother's ancestral home was fucking Earth? Like yeah, she does. 
how? Like, what is, what is she, like a third Cardassian, a third Bajoran, and a third Earth person? What? Probably, man. I mean, <laughs> probably, like, you remember, uh, I mean, this is the 32nd century. When uh, Jonathan Archer went to the 31st century with, uh, with uh, Daniel, so when he showed them all the species working together, you know, to fight in the temporal cold war like he like we only got a glimpse of the zindi and the humans and i think there was like one uh ferengi or something so mm -hmm. like when you think about it this is 32nd century like we have no idea how much mixing among the races has been going on like true she could be like she could be part borg for all we know you know true enough yeah he <laughs> goes with the borg again and then we also have we also have the uh what I assume will be the inciting incident for the last, I think there are four, four episodes. episodes of this left after the yeah, break the thing. Um, Tarka and Booker and decide Booker. to, yep. you know, the, the vote is made for the peaceful option. So they're preparing like first contact stuff and whatever. Uh, Tarka and Booker decide to take his weapon and take like the prototype new version of the spore drive that he's been working on, put that on Booker's ship and go blow up the DMA thing anyway. Oh, here's the, they don't take the weapon. Weapon hasn't been built. Oh, so they just took the... So the only thing they do take they is the, the spore drive. drive thing. And then he's yeah, going to build... They took the spore drive and they, in, they incorporated it into Booker's ship. Right. And then they basically uh, jump to like... Some I don't even know where they jumped to, but some secluded spot where hopefully nobody's gonna find them. Right, and where I he can could build be wrong. And that's gonna where they're gonna build the weapon. And at one point, Book asked uh, Tarka how long it's gonna take. Said twenty four hours. No, I think it's given longer time period. Oh, they like, did. Act I would have to go back and check, but they I did think, and I could be wrong. I think something up to a month. Okay, yeah, I'd have to look at that again. A couple again, too. of weeks or something. They did. But it's a longer period of time. You know how I if always I caught it right. You know how I always say when you watch it on Amazon, they don't give you the trailers and crap. Yeah, yeah. This one actually had it, and so I did see part of that. Um, so yeah, I would have to look at that again. Uh, like I have to, but I think it's like a couple of. It's not something they. Tarka says like it's not something I can build in a day. It's you know it's gonna take oh, some time. It's gonna take a, take time. Even okay. when he presents it to the council, yeah, he only presents the schematic the schematic for it. Right, right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he doesn't actually have it. Not yet. the actual yeah. weapon. Yeah. Yep. So because yeah. it's illegal to build. <laughs> right, because it's so to actually build it in order for you know. Yep, that's yeah, true. I mean, plus, he needs the energy in order to go to that other uh, universe. So he probably needs to build a device that will, you know, uh, a capacitor that will store all that energy and allow them to travel uh, through the multiverse. Yeah, I think he wants to get rid of the DMA without damaging whatever is powering it. Um. Exactly. So that, yeah. I mean, for yeah, but at the same trip. time, like this, it's kind of you know, like if you have something, if you're a planet, a world, a species, whatever, and you have enough power for actually powering a DMA, 
you're gonna have more of that power source. It's not gonna be like singular. This is the only. This is all the energy we had, and we put it into this one singular DMA device yeah. that we launched into. Another. So it's like he knows if he goes there, he's gonna be able to find what's powering the DMA, even if the DMA itself is destroyed. Yeah, but he needs power for his one-way trip to the other universe, you know. So like he doesn't necessarily. Yeah, care but that's what I'm saying. Just like powerize, like if you have enough power to power a DMA. Like that's not gonna if that's the all the power you have in the universe, you like you're not gonna use it on the DMA. You're gonna actually use it on other stuff. So if you yeah, can yeah, spare sure. enough power to have DMA running, yeah, you have more of that power source. So it's not a singular thing. So yep. like you can destroy the DMA power source and still go there and actually find more of it, if that makes sense. Right. Makes, yeah. Makes now perfect. the one. The one criticism I have of this, you know, because obviously now you're putting you're putting Burnham and Booker on opposite sides of a problem, right? Something uh, we thought we talked about might be happening, right? But it was trying, I, like they were building up to it in a way. Yeah, I don't feel like they. My problem is I don't feel like they built up to built up to it enough, in the sense of like, uh, you know, you're this far into a season and it basically was, it was basically over two things like the fact that she was willing to let that guy in the prison planet die and the fact that a vote that she had no part of went a certain way <laughs> well even he didn't have any vote in it well, no he they voted. were both basically just representing different power, power points he, of, like... he voted but i mean she he's pissed off at her because a vote that she, she didn't support him that she had a very minor part in went the oh it was because she didn't okay it's because she went the other way all right yeah I, it has nothing to do like and even like the thing is like she knew and he knew that you know they got they they both supported different options on this yeah and I just I'm gonna take it back to the first episode the Kobayashi Maru where we talked about Bert possibly losing somebody yep and I did say from the get-go that they're going to do something between Burnham and Booker, that they're going to separate him, and she's gonna, he's going to be the one that she's losing. And I think yeah. you're seeing that. Like, with the destruction of his planet, like, they're, they were drifting apart. And I yep. agree with you. I don't think they necessarily did enough because, like, it seems like every episode they did something to work on him where he's almost getting better or something. Yeah, but this is this is like the first concrete episode where they first have to face off one another, and also Burku actually has a tangible enemy he can wrap his hands around, and has a weapon to destroy them. Yep. Yep. Because of Tarka. I just hope they don't get rid of him. Like I love this guy. I like, don't I necessarily hope... think they're going into that direction, just because I think Booker. Even with everything they have been doing with the sample this season, which I absolutely love, uh, Booker and Burnham's relationship to a point is still driving force of the show. Yeah, yep. So and that's going to be, like, if you do lose him, indeed, which could happen, couldn't happen. But even if it does happen, I think with the assemble crew and what they've been building this season, I think they can overcome it as far as, like, what they're going to do plot-wise. Yep. But then it's going to leave hole with Burnham and how she's going to react to the whole thing. Yep. I did love um, 
that mo I didn't realize what he was going to do until he left her the cat. Um, ah, yeah. I, well, here's that, the thing. I figured, like, from the council's vote, I was like, well, Booker's out of there. Yeah. I didn't necessarily like, think he was... The ring was on the wall. Like I was like, like yeah, he's, he's I, picking I up Tarka, he, and they're out. I figured he would leave. I didn't think he trusted Tarka enough to do that. Well, um, here's the thing. At this point, they have a condom goal. Tarka is the only one has a tangible solution to, to blow them up. Yep. Nobody else and, has that. And when she when he left her the cat, I was like, oh, no, this is bad. Um, Shit just got real. Yep. Corey did have a funny moment. We were watching it, and we got to that part where he leaves the cat with her, and she goes – is that cat going to be something or what? And I said, no, I, sometimes I think a cat is just a cat, babe. It's not anything <laughs> like that. Uh, but she's so used to like, you know, w between watching this and watching like all the Marvel stuff where I'm constantly freaking out about side references and whatever, I think she expects everything to be something. Something else, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's just a cat. But uh, yeah, so... Another solid uh, run of shows. I almost like. I get why they're. I get why they're breaking. There could be COVID-related production stuff in there. They could just be wanting to give Prodigy solo room for a month. Um, but this show is on a roll, and I would just keep it going. I mean, oh it's, yeah, you know, if if the last four episodes that are yet to come are anything like the first seven, I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, I've been, and I, I, I've been hearing for a while that season five is already greenlit. I'm just waiting for whether they, whenever they announce it. Um. So, but if you're, if this is where you are now with this show, keep going. Just, it's just. Oh yeah. It, it's appointment. It's appointment viewing. Like, I don't know where the ratings are and whatever, and how many people actually well, tune into this week and yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. Ratings on streaming shows are kind of a kind of a pointless exercise, anyway. Uh, yeah, true that, true that, because they don't they can't develop the metrics that would uh, measure the real opinions, so to speak. Yeah, I mean the the thing about that is like the whatever the streaming services they have the metrics, they just don't have any interest in putting them out there. Um, oh yeah, for sure. yeah, they definitely have the metrics. You have to you know, have metrics. I'm willing to bet Netflix has every metric you could possibly want. They just don't want to make those public. Oh, for sure. And uh, well, I don't think it's their best interest to actually get it out, right? Because yeah. if everybody knew what your metric is, then everybody's gonna judge your stuff even before you know. Just makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think that as you bring that up, and as we get into the, you know the politics of streaming television for a minute. Um, I think the best example where that would have worked to the, the streaming services benefit would have been when uh, Netflix pulled the plug on all the Marvel stuff. Um, Cause I do think, you know, Netflix claims there was a, there was ratings reason to do that, but because they I don't still make, think that's because uh, Marvel made them pull it off because they, because they don't make that stuff public. It just became, Oh yeah. Disney pulled the license because they don't want, this stuff competing with Disney plus, you know, and Netflix very much said, Oh no, the ratings are way down on the 
subsequent seasons of these things from where they were, and it's not worth the money that we're spending anymore. Um, and I think it would have helped to actually have that stuff out there so you could have shown, you know, yes, these yeah, were... Yeah, but canceled. then smart people are going to take those metrics and then apply pretty much everything else Netflix does. Yeah. But still, I think having a big question mark over the whole thing still worked out better in their eyes than actually well anything else like having that information out there yep okay so uh we will uh be putting a pin in discovery for about a month uh comes yep. back february february 10th i think is the date for that yep. yeah imdb um, says february 10th well the 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 uh the little preview thing actually said february 10th as well so um, i don't watch i i don't watch the previews dude i just watch yeah. the show man i was so and like i said when i watch it on amazon they don't usually have those um so i was surprised that it actually showed up but uh well we'll so, have we'll have prodigy for the next yep. few weeks and next week we'll be doing prodigy and the the first doctor who special review which we haven't done yet um yep. and then i would then i would assume after that we'll go back to prodigy and retros for a couple weeks um yeah yeah so yeah uh another successful show in the bag um as i said on 198 200 is coming uh yep 199 this is 199 our next release will be 200 um so we are actually going to bag a couple of things to be put out after 200. Um, I know, Milos, you and I have the, the football preview coming probably Monday, I think. And then we'll sit, yeah. on that until, we'll sit on that until after 200 comes out. But it will be released before uh, the start of games on Saturday. Um, so that it doesn't look oh, yeah. like we're making predictions based on stuff that's already happening. Um, so yeah, we want to get it out beforehand. Yep. Monday so what night you... football at its finest. Well, yeah, and apparently well, there's no there Monday are... night football this week. So not, not this week. There's not, but they are going to put one no, of the wild card be Monday night football. They are going to put the one of the wild card games on Monday night football on Martin Luther King Day, though. Yeah. Uh, well, I got my uh, schedule for next week, and I have to work both Saturday and Sunday afternoon, which I ooh. absolutely hate. Yeah. So I'm going to miss some of the games or I early think, starts uh, and stuff. My prediction is that the Monday night playoff game will be Patriots and whoever. Yeah, you guys are on the roll. That's my guess. Um, yeah, unless you if you throw out the the Buffalo game from the day we left for Texas, that was pretty bad. Uh, but oh, otherwise, yeah. otherwise, yeah, they're doing pretty well. Um, and you guys want to do a Cowboy Bebop Season 1 review, which were... No, no, just Cowboy Bebop, uh, you know, live-action review, because there's no second season. <laughs> well, there might, there might be. There's a lot of petitioning going on uh, right now. That never, that never works, man. You know it. Yeah, the, you're right. It never works. Yeah. I mean, I'm hopeful, just I mean, because I'm hopefully but... optimistic about a lot of things. Because, like, this show was really good, in my opinion, as somebody who didn't watch the anime. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, like, I would really like to see a second season, especially the way first season ended. It just like kind of leaves it open to yep. more stuff potentially. So, I'll set up the call for that. I will 
do like two minutes of hosting and I'll drop out because I didn't yeah. see any, I didn't see any of it or anything. So it would be stupid of me to sit there and uh, try to comment on something I haven't seen beyond the fact that I like John Cho. Um, yeah, yeah, I can and, yeah. It, actually. So yeah, and that's from other things too. So um, yeah, so we will uh, reconvene next week for the next episode of Prodigy and uh, the Doctor Who first special review. Um, so yeah, yep. So did we figure out when the second one is? I kept hearing like April or May. It's, they still didn't announce anything. Uh, yeah. Concrete. So. Yeah. Okay. Well. I think as far they're... as uh, John Cho goes, like you have to, you know, he's a Star Trek. This is a Star Trek show. Yep. Come That's on. That's true. So, yeah, so uh, just give me a minute. We'll set up that other one, and you guys can go to town on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. sounds I'll, good. I'll pop, I'll pop in every couple – and I won't actually say anything, but I'll pop in every couple of minutes to make sure the timer – Just to right. make sure, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I can shoot you a message, you know, when we're yeah. done. Just, just put know. something in the chat when you're finished, and I'll cut it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pop in like every 10 minutes or so. Um, yeah, no so, problem. Yeah. All right. Uh let me just close this one out and then I'm going to change rooms again and we'll figure that other thing out. Yeah, sounds good.